Welcome to the QKB Community Spotlight. Queensland Kettlebells is a friendly gym in East Brisbane practicing strength for life. Find out a little bit more about what makes our awesome members tick, their hints, tips, and why they do what they do. Uh, today we've got Matt Aldis with him, with us. Matt's been with us uh, since QKB, uh, before we actually had a, a building of our own. Um, we were first in an Olympic lifting gym, and that's where Matt came and started training with us, and he's been very important in uh in setting up all the equipment and a lot of the culture and all the things that make qkb what it is so welcome welcome to the podcast matt morning beers thanks for having me um look let's start by having you tell us a little bit about where you're from and uh and and how you grew up and all that sort of jazz all right well i've uh lived in brisbane all my life i was born here in the uh royal women's hospital over at hurston and um lived mostly over at the gap uh and Ashgrove in all my younger years, and uh, I'm still actually in Ashgrove now, uh, funnily enough. But um, yeah, so that's um, majority of my story. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and what did your parents do while you were growing up? So um, my dad was a travelling sales agent, and uh, travelling salesman for the majority of my uh, growing up, and then my teens he moved to Sydney and did some work in some offices down there I can't remember uh, a lot about what he did then because it was more all about me and what I was doing sure yeah. and uh and my mum she worked for the Australian tax office okay uh, doing some sort of bean counting yeah she in a role no, no um I think she just started as a data entry clerk yeah cool and then worked her way up into some sort of auditing type role and then um did that for a lot, a long time, and now she just she does many jobs. Uh, Still for the tax office? No, no, just, no just she many just, around the she place. She likes just keeping busy. Um, yeah, cool. I think that's where I get it from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, and tell us a little bit about you and and what your your week looks like. Oh right, so my weeks are well, they feel long to me, and they might not be to everyone else. But uh, usually, I'm up around quarter past four in the morning to come in here and train with Nick we get in here about 10 to 5 and then on our way to um then I'm after I finish training here and coffee and whatnot I'm on my day on my way to my day job where I uh, work as a high voltage test technician for Anijax and um yeah that fills up the majority of my day and then in the afternoon I get home I look forward to seeing my little girls and seeing my wife and have dinner time and uh I actually a lot of my day, yeah, used to consist of doing a bit of study in the evening, which is now starting to come to a, a head, which is nice. So, mm. it's all kept me pretty busy. Yeah. So, so uh, when Matt first joined us, uh, he came along with his wife Morgan, and she trains uh, over with the guys at Balance to You, just in Stafford. Stafford there, Lindora Street. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're, they're a good bunch, um, because with twins and and a busy life proximity is really important so having having good guys around the place like that's uh, really valuable for us even when our members end up over there yeah it, it works well because even with traffic uh it's probably a 10 minute drive for her so it's uh it's nice and close and uh 
And getting up at 4am is less appealing for Morgan. Absolutely is. (laughs) And for me, I'm already usually up at 5 anyway, so getting up a little bit earlier wasn't much of a stretch. Yeah, beautiful. And look, what inspired you to begin the the job as a high-voltage technician? Well, initially my first... uh, my first port of call was just I wanted to um well I didn't initially want to become an electrician I uh I was working for a medical wholesale company and I uh I worked as a storeman there okay and then I moved from there into sales basically chasing a bit more money sure um but they uh they thought I had the aptitude and the ability and would be good for the role. So I moved into that space and then mm-hmm. started working under the sales manager. And I thought, well, how can I get more money? Oh, maybe, I'll become <laughs> a, maybe I'll become a salesman. And anyway, I just found myself working you know, 40 plus hours a week in an office, sitting at a desk and just being really unhappy, mm-hmm. uh, overweight and unfit. And just went what do I want to do with my life and I, I just decided I, I wanted to do something more with my hands yeah um I wanted to be out and about seeing the sights a little bit mm. and um well, what was I really good at at school and I was like well I was all right at building and uh metal work I said but I really enjoyed my maths I thought well electrician's a good idea yeah so cool. I uh I uh up and quit my job and uh went and did a pre-vocational course at TAFE and yep. uh worked some part-time jobs while my wife supported me mm-hmm. and uh, waited or well, applied for apprenticeships and apprenticeships and apprenticeships and uh, finally Energex uh, popped up and I uh, gave them my resume, went and did an aptitude test in town and got shortlisted to about 150 people out of 1,200 after sitting their aptitude tests mm-hmm. and then was luckily enough to get an interview and I'm now where I am. Yeah. Uh, and how, how long have you been at Energex for? Ten years now. Yeah. Ten years, January just gone, so heading on to 11. Yeah, cool. Mm. Um, and I know it's going to be throwing your mind back a, a little way, but how did you find it as back in the day? Well, back in the day, so this ties into my office job and being unhappy and, and unfit. Um, I was also looking at getting married and, and wanted to get fit, so I mm. joined the, uh, the local gym up the road, uh, which is a commercial gym, and um, was doing a bit of barbell training and a lot of group fitness classes and boxing and this and that. Anyway, I, um, I found a guy in there who had a kettlebell, and uh, he'd always bring in his bell every couple of days, and I'd see him playing with it, and I'm like, oh, what is this tool? This, these kettlebells look awesome. Anyway, so I got chatting to him, and... Um, Alan was built like a brick outhouse as well. He was a very impressive looking dude. He was, yes. Alan was very, uh, very fit, muscular. Uh, but um, he's turned out he trained with Piers, uh, had a gym down at uh, Milton, and he invited me along to a beginner workshop. And uh, I thought about it and I asked my wife, and she couldn't make that one. That was the mm. one you guys had in August, September. Sure. Anyway, um, managed to convince Morgan early in the new year let's go down and try this out because she'd been at the gym as well with me and was currently going about once a month and I was like look if you're really not digging it we've got to try try something else so yeah um Alan got us down and I first met you and you did a FMS on uh Morgan and I yep yep I still uh, remember that I do too because of um one particular 
piece of information, which was having the same uh, tibial... Um, Tuberosity? Yeah. We had the same height, and it's just like... Oh, okay, that's a quirky little piece <laughs> yeah. of information. Yeah, but, um, yeah I, I can do useless facts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can't we all? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Um, anyway, so we joined up, um, did the beginner workshop, and we joined up for a challenge, and we both loved it. Five days a week, we were there, and just couldn't get enough of it. And I thought, if my wife's loving this, I've got to keep running with this, so... <laughs> It was great, and we met a good bunch of people, you know, I met Bill and I met Nick, mm-hmm. who I now train with, you know, every day, mm-hmm. um, so I see him as much as my wife, sometimes <laughs> more. Um, as much as you see your wife, yeah, not yeah. as much as... Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it was a great environment, really loved the group training aspect, and um, I was hooked from there. Um, and that was six years ago? It was. It was back in the beginning of 2013. Yeah. Um, January, February 2013 when we first started. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, and look, what's something you do that helps to make your life awesome? Oh, that's got to be training. Combination of training and OS, really. Sure. Um, you know, without... If, if I'm over crook or off injured, I, I, I feel not as energised and not as, um, you know, uplifted yeah. as I do throughout the week. Um, I, I really find that, yeah, training has become an integral part of my life and, you know, I, I struggle to um, understand, you know, some of my friends at work when I talk to them about physical training and, or, mm. or exercise and they're just like, oh, no, that's not for me. And I just think, you don't know what you're missing out on. Yeah. You know? And and those are probably the same sorts of people who complain about getting old or feeling old because or their back sore or whatever. Um, so it's it's funny. Yeah, that's the someone someone talks about how we can either either pain discomfort now or discomfort later. Mm. And so training's a little bit of discomfort so that you don't have to deal with significant discomfort. Um, but I, I think for for you just having the rhythm on a regular basis like because you're here like clockwork yeah gotta have the minimum three days a week some more more's nice but minimum three days a week works really well and um mm. you know it um if even when even when i have holidays like i still uh like to come into the gym or at mm. least keep active if i'm going somewhere else where there isn't a gym but mm. yeah and tell us about your athletic background well, I have a, what's the best word to put it, uh, my athletic background isn't uh, very uh, high level, uh, it's amateur uh, at yeah. best, but uh, I played a lot of soccer in high school or in school sort of development wise and uh, I have a keen interest in mountain biking, I used to race BMX when I was a kid but mm. um I love mountain biking. It's something I'm going to get back to very soon. Yeah, awesome. After all, um, the last two years have been pretty busy with studying with kids. But, um, mm. but yeah, and socially I've played a bit of golf and this and that. But, um, you know, you fit in what you can with what time you've got these days. And so, so your knees have been pretty dodgy in the past. So what, what triggered that? Because that's obviously linked into your athletic that's right, yeah, that's a good point. So I, I did my left ACL uh, on a BMX accident when I was 
in my early 20s mm-hmm. and um, didn't want to take the year off in they said that it would be a year off in recovery and rehab and stuff like that yeah so I worked around that and it held up fine prolong, providing I didn't go and play multi-direction changing sports <laughs> yeah. like soccer or, or rugby or stuff like that and sure. um, it did have a few slip-ups here and there mainly due to uh, you know uh, adventurous dancing after <laughs> one or two maybe uh, or more drinks but um you know, nothing too bad. And then I, I actually did my right one uh, in the fourth year of my apprenticeship um, playing indoor soccer. Mm. I was playing at West End on a, um, on a basketball court as opposed to a grass court. Mm. And, uh, yeah, someone just chopped in at my side and it, it went. So, um, yeah, spent some time rehabbing that. And th- they're there, but... Um, I'm going to end up with probably arthritis in the knee anyway, so mm. I, I didn't see the point. And I don't like the idea of people cutting me open if I can avoid it. Sure. Yeah, so I always look for alternative or, or ways to try and fix things myself. Yeah, and and how, do those bother you much on a regular basis still, or...? Uh, no. They have tweaked up in the past, and it's normally due to if I twist my knee doing something silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so right now, do you have a specific goal that you're training for? Uh, yes. So recently I attended the SFL that we had here at the gym. Mm-hmm. And um, I still have a few of the strength requirements um, that are in my sights as a target. So I've yeah. got to hit my uh, 1.25 times uh, bench press. Mm-hmm. And I also have to hit my military press as well. Yeah. So that will be my next focus. Long arms are a disadvantage when it comes to shifting a bar over your head. Yeah, and press has always been probably my weaker link of things. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, good. Just got something to work on and um, focus on for now. And you've finished your study? I have. I had my last webinar the other night. I'm yeah. submitting my assignment pretty much today. It's already done. I've just got to proofread over it and make sure I didn't miss anything. But um, yeah, the 18 months is complete just to get my results back in a month or two's time. Yeah, so that's so. that's obviously a pretty big goal that you've just ticked off. Yeah, that, that's been a big one. I initially tried to start it when the twins were born and that was not a good idea. Yeah, who'd have um, thought that twins would take up time? Or just having, I think, even your first baby, you don't understand the uh, levels of sleep depravity that come with it, right? Uh, yeah, look, uh, Rach is taking us back to that place at the moment, and I'm, uh, I'm not looking forward to the sleep deprivation that's just around the corner. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh. We're here for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help out where I can. Yeah, appreciate with that. With the gym, with the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matty, can you go around to my house and... Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the study is... Um, it's, it's for work. It's to support my current role and also to advance a lot of the, um, the knowledge and information that I've sort of looked into or, or had to do at work. But it just takes things a little deeper and it, it allows me to progress my career yeah. um, in the electrical industry. And it's sort of a prerequisite um, for applying for a lot of... Um, 
higher up or more responsible jobs, let's say, um, that I might want to do in the future. Yeah, it gives you more options, right? It does. It gives me more options, but it'll also benefit just the job that I'm doing now and the team that I'm in too. So um, Mm. it's been really good. I've enjoyed the online learning um, and just doing the study in general, but it's just been very time-consuming. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Um, So obviously that was time-consuming, but what was the last book you read outside of that study? Uh, okay, the last book I read was actually, I've read multiple times now, was uh, Deadlift Dynamite yep. by Pavel Tatsulin and Annie Bolton. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that prior to the SFL and I've revisited past the SFL. Oh, and the other book would be the manual from the SFL. I've read that <laughs> yep. from, uh, from front to back as well. Uh, on more of a um, uh, non training related note uh, would be an audio book was um, uh, Jocko Willink's um, uh, oh, I've forgotten the title of it it's the one about leadership not the dichotomy of leadership but the um, um, yeah yeah It's it, it was his his big book that came the one through. that got him on the uh, yeah um, made it made him quite well known let's say yeah yeah Jocko is a a pretty crazy character um and he's he's cut himself out of niche but he was a, a navy seal he is he was yes that's um, right and now he goes around teaching people how to take extreme t- ownership was the name of it yeah. yeah and that's what he teaches people how to what to take they they um, basically teaches people res- how to take responsibility for what they're doing and how to set good habits in and around uh, their life so that they can, can be who they want to be and not get caught up in the junk that, that uh, tends to be the norm. Yeah, so being with, um, being with my time-poor nature of the last two years and uh, the fact that I do a bit of travelling for work, audiobooks has sort of become my main source of... Uh, um, where I get to read or, or listen um, to books. So prior to that, I was reading Game of Thrones uh, back when I was into the series, watching the series, and I wanted to get ahead of uh, where the TV was at, sure. um, which is really interesting because um, it's always nice, right, painting picture for yourself when you read a book, mm. and then I get the contrast of how they've gone about creating it and what mm. they've done and, and just picking up the little things that are different. Mm. Um, I like to delve into that. You know. I, I hear they're quite different. They are, yeah. Um, the TV series has taken some liberties with the uh, author's blessing, mm-hmm. um, but just for the uh, sake of condensing it down into... Yeah, because um, they're not small books either. No, they're not. Like, to condense them down into 10 one-hour episodes is quite a feat. So, mm. you know, some of those books could be 20 one-hour episodes if they wanted to be, but yeah, so... Yeah, so normally I'd ask people at this point what their favourite food is, but for Matt, I'll often ask Matt about venues and, and things like that because uh, he's out on the road on a regular basis and he loves his food. So, for Matt, I'd love for you to answer what is your current favourite food venue? My current favourite food venue. Well, that's a hard one. Um, the other day, I came across a gem of a surprising gimpy, mm. uh, which was Johnny D's Burger Joint. 
Okay. They did a fantastic American style burger and um, ribs and wings. Okay. Uh, that was yeah, that was a highlight. I left them a good review. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I um, I don't get out as much as I used to. I, okay, actually, the two most two places I've recently been that I keep going back to. Mm-hmm. One is the German club. Yep. I do love... They have an amazing uh, Kaiser Taster yeah, yeah. plate. Yeah, a little um, bit of everything. A little bit of everything. A little bit of uh, pork belly, schnitzel, sausage, uh, red cabbage, sauerkraut, pretzel. Uh, yeah. You know, so that's a, that's a really tasty meal. And there's a little traditional Italian restaurant in Paddington called uh, Marinara Trattoria. And mm. their prosciutto pizza mm. is fantastic and the wife and I have been there for many uh, I shouldn't say many date nights but when we have them we, yeah. we tend to go back there a lot so but they've got a couple of locations we they we, do we like going to marinara in um, Bulimba and their their um, their coffee cake tiramisu oh yeah is uh, is very good oh yeah I, I love it when they bring that dessert plate around they're like yeah. oh which one did you want I'm like the whole All plate of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah so and the guys at the one at Paddington that we go to um, the very authentic um, the guy who serves us you know, mm. got his you know, thick Italian accent but <laughs> yeah. um, it's just it's a nice place it feels very authentic and and laid back and Hmm. kind of reminds us of when we went to Italy as well I think it's the other thing for me yeah mm. cool um, we've covered a little bit obviously you're, you're planning to get back into your um, into your mountain biking but do you have any other hobbies that you you muck around with outside the gym as well or have I just stolen your thunder yeah I will um, I don't really have any other hobbies than gym sure. per se like when I chat to guys at work and they talk about stuff I mean actually a long list of things that has been building up and it's not so much of a hobby it's just jobs around the house yeah. uh, that have been slowly collecting and building up um, but I guess from a um, from a uh, pastime or, or something a hobby that I like to do outside the gym mm. is mainly um yeah trail uh riding mountain bikes and hiking yeah but um something I'm interested in in taking up soon would be uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu I've, yeah. uh, I've had my eye on that for a while but uh haven't been ready to commit so I might dip my toe there and, and start practicing that but we'll see yeah so Amanda's husband Jeremy uh took up jiu-jitsu um, he, he comes in and runs classes for us occasionally, but he took up jiu-jitsu probably two years ago. Yeah, and he's um, been harassing me. And he is a very uh, yeah. passionate proponent of things that he's, he, he's into at a given time. So um, if you talk to Jeremy, you'll find out all the reasons why you, wanna, why you do want to do jiu-jitsu. That's right, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I excluded the gym, but obviously for you and Nick catching up every morning and having your coffee and that sort of thing, that is, is a big chunk of of the spare time that you've you've got. It is, and it's one of my preferred ways to spend the time that I do have. You know, I really do love coming in in the morning and, and seeing everyone and the familiar faces and having a chat and having a laugh and 
giving Nikki some stick when she, when I do get to see her. <laughs> um, but you know, I just I enjoy catching up with Nick. We're very uh, two like-minded uh, guys, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Brothers from another mother's, I suppose <laughs> some might say. But um, no, I as I was saying earlier, you know, if when I don't get to train, it feels funny. I mean, I know. Look, kettlebells you can take everywhere and that was the other reason I fell in love with kettlebells is like when I have been away from work I, I can take them with me and I do and I follow my training plan but I do love coming in here it's just my place to get away and and you know recharge and just get ready for life outside the gym really mm. and I feel like that kind of answers the next question we normally ask which is why do you choose to train at QKB you've, you've been here a while and You've gone and trained other places during that time, which is great. I mean, Matt runs classes for us and um, does a bunch of things around the place. So if he can expose himself to other information and and new people, um, everyone benefits. But he keeps coming back like a bad smell. (laughs) I'm part of the furniture, aren't I? (laughs) Yeah. Really. Um, But, yeah, I just... I don't think I'd... I don't want to train anywhere else. I've... I mean, I have tried a little bit, and um, it's good, but um, this place is home. Yeah, uh, I, I, and, and from memory, the, the focus on longevity for you, when you came back, you made comments about how you felt like nothing was aching for you at the moment, which was uh, a big deal at that point. Yeah, that's right. The, the things we do here is... Um, I see it as super beneficial and um, it's it's hard. You can't... You want to shake some people and just bring them here, but, you know, you can't... Everyone's got their, got to find their own way. Yeah, just just as a disclaimer, don't shake people and bring them here. <laughs> we, we'd love to have them, but we don't want them shaken and, and dragged. That's, that's, a, that's not optimal. Um, if you uh, could have a superpower, what would it be? I reckon it'd be really cool to be able to make myself invisible when I want. Sure. So that you could almost give yourself that fly on the wall aspect. <laughs> for good, for good. Yeah. Uh, but no, just I think, um, yeah, being able to just be invisible would be pretty cool. Cool. Um, look, in terms of upcoming events for the gym, um, that's... Uh, Arn this morning was suggesting that we have uh, occasional cook-off times together, so where we might uh, bring some, some bring the Weber and some thermomixers and all that sort of jazz in and and cook stuff together. So we'll hopefully organise that in the not too distant future. Goal is to have a beach trip before summer disappears on us, um, and then alongside that we have. A few weeks, and then Dan John will be with us, which I'm Ooh, very yeah. excited about. Looking forward to that. Um, and then we've got an original strength on the 29th of June. Um, so that's those are the major events um, that we're we're working on right now. Um, in terms of things that were mentioned through the episode, uh, Matt was reading Jocko Villings. Um, extreme ownership uh he also mentioned deadlift dynamite from andy bolton um and the sfl manual which is a bit harder to get your hands on um but if 
if you get yourself power to the people or power to people professional, you will find a fair bit of information uh, from there that would help or, or that is covered in the uh, in the course. Yeah, I'd highly recommend for people who are doing the barbell stuff to get their hands on power to the people. Um, it's a really simple program, but the nice thing about the book is it explains why you would want to why you'd want to do things the way that, that that we do them or the way Pavel recommends people do them in that book. Mm. Um, Deadlift Dynamite's a little more in, in depth and a little little bit more intense. Um, Power to the People's a much easier jumping off point. But look, I I wish I'd found those books when I first started training in the gym when I was in my early 20s, you know, mm. like just instead of going through bodybuilding magazines and this and that, if I'd had those, my training would be so different now I think um, so yeah, yeah I can't re- uh, recommend them highly enough yeah the thing thing that those books do really well that you you tend to lack from um, following traditional uh, commercial sources so websites like just random websites or or magazines and things like that is is they preach continuity of the process they encourage people to um, follow something so that they can adapt to it, but then they also teach how to adjust it enough that your body keeps adapting to it so it doesn't get stable and, and settled, but it constantly makes forward progress, um, which is simple, but there's a lot of thought that's gone into making it that simple, um, which is pretty cool. Um, the final question that I've got for, for Maddie, um, let's, let's see if he, if he read down this far, but uh, what's something that might surprise people about you? Well, well, I've got a few answers to that one because it all depends on how, how well some people know me. But I guess one that I could start off with is, is uh, when I finished high school, I was, I was a fat kid. I was about 125, 130 kilos. Sure. Um, so I, that might not be a surprise to people because I'm not uh, the leanest person walking around. But um, that... You know, I haven't always been fit and athletic or, or, you know, been working out. So I've come from a place of uh, being unhealthy and, and struggled. Yeah. You know? And you're sub-90 at the moment, aren't you? I am. I'm, I'm sitting right on just under 90 at the moment. And, yeah. Uh, so that's three quarters of the man that he used to be. Yeah. And that, that goes in... Uh, I'm say hen, hen. You know, and I lost a little bit and then gained a little bit more when I went back to that office environment too, so... Um, but yeah, so that would be the one thing that people might not know. Hmm. It's it's crazy seeing pictures of, of a young Matt because um, it's it's Matt, but it's it's not Matt like we know. Hmm. Well, thank you very much for for spending the time with us, Matt. Um, thank you for having me. It's pleasure. Good. Yeah. If you like what we do, please follow the podcast on iTunes, like our Facebook page, and get in touch. And if you don't, flick me an email to help us make this better. Thank you very much, and I'll see you guys soon.